Today we are here with MEP Florent Macellesi, member of the ITRE Committee on Industry, Research and Energy. And Florent is the Greens shadow on the EPBD, a horrible acronym for the Energy Performance and Building Directive, which will be actually voted next week in the ITRE Committee. And that's why we have here Florent, uh, Florent today. So welcome, Florent. All right, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> And um, but let's go back a little step because, like the EPD, EPBD, is part of a bigger package, um, which is labeled like the Clean Energy for All Europeans. So, what is the energy package, Florent, and why do you think it's important for citizens? Yes, this package is about uh, energy in general. It's about renewables. It's about efficiency. Uh, it's about how we produce and uh, we consume energy. Uh, it's about how we research to have some new research about energy. It's about consumers. It's about producers. It's about uh, all that uh, all the energy that you can use in, in Europe. And so that's important because all uh, our life is about energy, the way we move, the way we eat, the way we live, the way we are in our buildings, for example, all is about energy because we need energy to do all these things. So that's a crucial and fundamental uh, package in order to better improve the life of the people and the citizens. Mm -hmm. And you're specifically working on the um, Energy Performance and Building Directive. And um, could you tell us a bit more about this file and what it is about? Well, this file is about uh, the energy we use in, in the buildings and how we can do to reduce this consumption of energy in buildings and to be more efficient. And that's important because uh, uh, almost half of the energy that we use, we consume, is consumed in the, the buildings. So you can imagine when uh, we talk uh, about renovation, for example, of, of buildings, that's a key issue because if we want to fight against climate change, we have to have better and more efficient buildings in order to save energy. And that's a key issue because we can save a lot of energy in our daily life, for example, as citizens, and to have a better quality of life inside these renovated uh, buildings. Mm -hmm. And uh, which parts of the buildings will be renovated? I mean, like, how will that be done as well? Like, um, like, How do kind of a citizen kind of uh, like profit from it and like what parts of the building is like most uh, important? Well, it's important to uh, uh, to, to, to renove uh, the, the, the building of the, the citizen, for example, uh, through what we call a deep renovation. Uh, that's, uh, that means uh, all the aspect of, of, of the buildings, for example, the way we heat, for example, the, the, the building, the way we cool the, the building, the way um, we have all kind of energies in, in, in this building. And uh, we have to do that helping the citizens to do that or helping the SMEs because that's about uh, uh, residential and non-residential buildings. And uh, we have to help the people doing that with the good financial means, meanings, for example. We have to do that helping people using uh, to what we call the trigger points. For example, when you sell and when you buy uh, uh, a building, that's uh, important to have the means to help people to have some better uh, buildings, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And um, why exactly is the EU legislating about this topic? Shouldn't it like really interfere into that? Isn't that like a member state competence? Uh? Well, I think that the EU has to put the main main line. It has to put the roadmap because we know that we have to go towards 2050 with uh, zero emission. We have to have for that. We have to have what we call a near zero energy building. That is to say, some buildings that does do not uh, have some uh, some emissions, are totally efficient. So that's why the European Union can put this roadmap and some milestone in 2030, 2040, for example. And then the member states have to adapt this roadmap to their reality, because that's true, that's, that's not the same thing. For example, building in Poland, building in Paris, or building in Madrid. So that's why that's important to have this coordination. I think that we have to, to think about interdependence, because uh, we need a global view, and then we, used, we need to adapt it to the reality of each member state and each region and each cities. Mm -hmm. But this sounds like really like a lot of investment. Isn't that going to be a bit too expensive? I mean, I like think I, I think that the, the, the most expensive thing is to do not nothing, because if you do nothing, for example, you can imagine the bill that we will have to fight against climate change that would be impossible. So I think that uh, now this uh, financing is something good for the people because they will save some money in, uh, in, in the future. So we have to make on the contrary. So uh, the financing has to be here. And what we saw in uh, all the negotiation and the debate is we already have the money. That's not a problem of money because a lot of people want to invest right now some SMEs, some commercial buildings, some people. Uh, but that's true that we have, most of all, to help and to support the poorest people, for example, because uh, they are they have the need to have some support of the state of the European Union, for example, to be able uh, to renovate the, uh, the, uh, the building, for example, and to live in an efficient, healthy building to have a good life and a good uh, district and a good environment. Mm. Yeah, actually, I mean, it touches a lot about like the quality of life uh, of people. So, I mean, it's improving air quality and, and so on and so forth. So do you think that there's a need for like targeted um, policies for, for vulnerable uh, customers? I mean, you touched upon it now already, but like maybe you can elaborate a bit yeah. more. Yeah, that's true. It's about the quality of life, because uh, when we, we talk about that, we talk most of all uh, uh, of having an accessible, healthy, efficient uh, building in a good environment in a healthy environment. So when we have this, this global view, that's quite clear that we have to make everything uh, in order to have some good quality of air, some good quality of air inside and outdoor, uh, some good isolation in buildings. So, uh, and to put health in the center of, 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 of the debate, for example, we remember the, the heat waves, no? And there was something about buildings too, because if you have a good, uh, strong heat waves, for example, and then you have some people that live alone, so most of all, uh, older uh, people, well, a lot of people died from, from that. So that's about uh, how we live and how we survive in this uh, new, new change. And that's why we need some renewables, and that we, ha we have to do everything that we can to have people to have access to to the renewables. So that's why we, uh, we put in this, uh, in this negotiation the renewables uh, and efficiency uh, principle on the table because we need some renewables to be able to have a clean world and a clean Europe in 2015. Mm. But it seems, I mean, it seems like a very, like a, a broad kind of like plan or activities kind of which are like planned and so on. And it seems very much intruding into people's daily life. Um, is there, um, are there any possibilities for citizens to have a say on this as well? 
Well, I think uh, to have to have to say that's important, uh, and that's why we should, that's what we do as Greens, and to put the citizens in the center of the uh, of the reform. And for example, what we can do is to put the cooperatives inside of the the reform, the energy communities, communities, for example, because we know that the revolution, the energy revolution, the green revolution, will come from the citizens. For example, auto consumption, for example, or to have renewables in at home, to be more efficient, for, for example, and to have this new way of understanding energy. And we see that a lot of people right now in all Europe are doing these kind of things, for example, because they want to have renewables and they want to have a greenhouse. So uh, I think that's uh, that's the point that we as green to say that the citizen, the clean uh, package uh, will be uh, a good package if it's the package done and by the citizens. Mm-hmm. And actually, like a last question, because usually the building sector is quite quite male dominated. What could be the role of women here? Uh, and how could we make sure that they play a more active role? Yeah, that's a fundamental uh, question because uh, now we see that the in- energy transition is very male-dominated right now. And uh, that's true that we have to uh, gender mainstreaming to the energy transition and uh, the building sector, for example. And that's something as Greens that we asked uh, uh, to all the parties, but that was complicated because a lot of people didn't see uh, the point. So uh, seeing uh, the, the problem that we faced in this uh, in this reform, we decided to, uh, uh, to launch a reflection inside the, the Greens and we will have a conference on uh, gender, climate change and uh, energy transition on October, the 19th of October in, in Brussels. And then we will go to uh, COP23 in Bonn, that's the climate change uh, summit. And uh, there will be a day that would be the, the Tuesday of the second week in Bonn. Uh, and the, the main uh, subject and issue will be gender because uh, the presidency of the climate change summit said that this year gender has to be uh, central. So I think that uh, for the next reform Form or for the next step that we have in uh, in, in the European Parliament, gender will be a, a central issue to tackle.